Ladies and gentlemen, Dynasty Fantasy Football is about friendship. It's about love. It's about camaraderie. It's about 12, maybe 10, maybe 14 brave souls who committed a lifetime to competition, banter, and like I said, love. It's also about crushing the soul of your brothers and sisters who think that they can build a better team from their couch than you can. It's why we do it. It's a good life. It's a good life, Trip. It's a good, good fantasy life. favorite weapon is a tank. I'm going to open up a bank account just for this leak. And don't question my methods. I was riding the market while I was hot. Take my balls, not my pick. <laughs> and of course, by work-life balance, you mean dynasty life balance. I- I'm blown away. I'm blown away. When your world revolves around fantasy football, dynasty is life. Today, we're talking about the origins. Where it all begins. The dynasty birth. Of your dynasty life. (laughs) (laughs) And how to have a good, successful dynasty life. Exactly. We want to raise these dynasty babies right. We sure do. (laughs) Paul's the commissioner. He is going to give you a lot of dynasty life lessons. He's basically your dynasty father right now. I I like that. Yeah. The the godfather. I might change my Instagram name to the dynasty father. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of people have said I'm just a really good commissioner that has taken things way too far. And that's why we have this podcast in yeah. the first place. Um, Lots of brothers, sisters, people. It's not a, it's not a one man game. You got to have a committed league. I think that's a good place to start. Cause that's what we're really going to talk about is how to start your dynasty league. And commitment is the number one thing. Like you can't be losing guys. So that's big. But we're also going to give you the tidbits that, you know, the apps. We like to use Sleeper as the best app out there. Um, but they don't really give you some of this information. And you're going to need it if you don't want to be kind of scrambling at the last minute. And you do want to be especially a good commissioner. Right. So we have an, our seasoned, successful dynasty commissioner here today, Paul. First question I want to ask you is, how did this begin? Well, like a lot of you, I, you know, listen, the off season is a tough, it's a tough road. Uh, winter, winter is coming. It's dry, dry desert. But it's summer and it's football free. Um, and in those times, like many, my cold desperation, I would uh, often scour the internet for the latest fantasy football rankings. I was a big redraft guy have redraft leagues that go back to when we were doing it in the newspaper, um, before Yahoo, before any of the the platforms. And so I always loved fantasy football, but I came across dynasty, uh, in that, uh, in that cold, dark hour. Okay. And it has successfully filled my off season with, Riveting, riveting excitement. 
A lot of unknowns. A lot of curveballs. The NFL draft has certainly become 10 times more entertaining than it ever was. I could not agree more. Clearly, I'm here doing this podcast, so. <laughs> yeah, you got hooked quick. That was funny. I was like, we, we were. Um, I had no idea how much fun this was going to be. I really didn't get it. When you, came, when you approached me with this idea, I was like, yeah, you know, it's, uh, I got nothing else going on in terms of sports or fantasy. I'm looking yeah. for something else. So <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't realize how much fun and how much strategy and how much of a game it is and how much I would just love this game. And you're not the only one. Like our whole league says that. And it was just funny too. Like the first time I was like, yeah, I think I want to try this podcasting thing. And like, what do you think of, you know, co-hosting it? I want to do it about dynasty fantasy football. Yes. Yeah. It was like, it was like, and like, it's like a commitment. Like, don't get me wrong. Like he didn't just like, that was the reaction. And the man has committed time. Yes. And it has been unwavering since it's, it's, and it's just because it's that much fun. Like that, Story alone, yes, goes to show. But anyway, you were gonna you were gonna ask me something else. Yeah, I mean, it's a wild ride. It's it's a great time, but a lot of people don't get it. Um, there's some fantasy football players who are maybe bored. They've been doing the same snake draft for years and years and years and years, and it's um they're they're phasing they're fading out. Yeah. So what's the difference between traditional fantasy football and, and dynasty? Or a couple points that are kind of the foundation of why it's different and why it's so much more fun. Well, the big difference is that you keep all your players all the time. So when they get traded, Tyreek Hill goes from the Chiefs to the Dolphins. Bye-bye. Yeah, you you still, I mean, Tyreek Hill is still your player, and now you got a Dolphin instead of a Chief. And it may now behoove you to make a change, or, you know, if somebody retires or somebody gets traded, you can only imagine every time an NFL move happens – it impacts your dynasty league, essentially. I mean, unless it's a, a non-skill position player. Um, so it ignites a lot of trade conversation that would otherwise not happen. And there's a group chat that happens consistently. So every move that happens in the NFL, there's some banter or takes on exactly what people think about that, trying to under, you know, trying to, Raz the guy that might have the person that got screwed over or something like that. So, yeah, I mean, just the way that it's set up makes it naturally a ton of fun. Yeah, you don't get to just start over if you screw up. <laughs> That's, yeah, that, that too. You have one team, and you have to construct and build this team year after year after year. And if you make a poor decision, you know, it's, it's on you. You're not going to get to go back and just say, uh, this year, I'm picking a different player. Yeah, and that's really the you got to deal with it. Yeah, that's really the second thing that makes this awesome is I'm a total draft nerd. Um, like college football a lot. Never had a team in college football, and so this is a game that allows me to put all of that knowledge together to an extent because I can watch college, see who's coming out. The rookie draft is so integral and important. Every season, you just draft rookies in dynasties, so you're keeping who you have. You're bringing a new rookie class in of about four guys every year. We do four rounds. That's one of the things we're going to talk about, too, is how to set your league up and all of those details because that's really important when you're getting started to outline that foundation. Yeah, absolutely. So the first step is probably to assemble 
league members. Yeah, that's definitely an important part. And and let me tell you, this is not to go overlooked. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into this. Like, you need a commitment. If, yeah. if somebody's going to drop out, and you need people who really know football. So, like, our league. Or at least think they know football and are willing to put <laughs> in the time. Willing to, right, exactly. Our league is, you know, I mentioned I played redraft for a long time before this. Our league consists of the people that were champions in those redraft leagues. People that I knew were committed. So, listen, I got a lot of friends. My 10 best friends aren't exactly all fantasy football gurus, right? But there are people that I am really good friends with who will put the time and effort in and actually care and be into it and will pay their dues on time and all of that good stuff. Um, you know, I, I still got one that freaking tanks, uh, and he happens to be the co-host of this podcast. But, you know, hey, listen. Uh, you situational, you know. <laughs> situational, exactly. So, anyway. These uh, fun situations come up where you have to strategize and get yourself out of sticky situations. Yeah. And, and really – the reason you were in a sticky situation was because we did have somebody drop out and yes. you had to come in and take over the team. Yep. And it makes total sense that you'd want to clean house. Yeah. Load up on draft picks and you've done a great job of that. And the audience has probably appreciated being able to follow along that path too. So we'll see, we'll see if uh, you're successful because that's definitely a story uh, worth telling. It's just a matter <laughs> of time, Paul. It's <laughs> not if it's when. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's not if Still it's when. Still got to make the right picks. Okay. Uh, but there are a lot of them. True. <laughs> and in making the right picks, you have to understand the roster composition. Right. Is there a difference in how the rosters are set up between redraft and dynasty in terms of starters? Yes. Yeah. I mean, your, your setup is important, right? So in terms of starters, a lot of dynasty leagues are super flex and will play two, two quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. uh, that's way more common. I'm not a big fan. I prefer the six point passing touchdown one quarterback format, uh, even for dynasty, just because there's so much bad quarterback play out there. Yeah. Um, I like the the strategy. You know, you'll find that a lot of the decisions that we've had to make in our league are based on which like strategy we like better, which is a good way to go about it. Um, but you know, other than that, your starting lineup's pr pretty much the same. Okay. Um, you do have that option to add IDP. Um, there's definitely a lot of difference in the that defense slash special teams position because you're basically taking a franchise as opposed to a player. Since you're not turning that over every year, you're keeping that franchise's defense for a long time. Um, the big difference is in the bench. Okay. Uh, in the bench, you've got a taxi squad. A taxi squad is essentially a practice squad, almost like you'd have in the real NFL, where you could call people up, except on this practice squad... Unlike the NFL, you retain the rights to those players. So here's the caveat. Okay. At a certain point, your taxi squad is locked in. So you can't, after that date, take somebody off the taxi squad and promote them to your roster and then put them back on until the offseason. So essentially, 
on your bench in a dynasty league, you have this set of anywhere from one to four players usually that you can decide to essentially stash away for a year or two. And after we play, like after two years, they can't be taxi squad players anymore. For taxi squad, is that a player that I can just take off of my taxi squad and insert them into my weekly lineup? You can. You just can't put them back on the taxi squad after that. So if you do that and you drop a guy, you know, you're, if your roster's full, you'll have to drop a guy to do that. You're not going to be able to, to essentially pick somebody up and put them right back on your taxi squad. Like the guy okay. that you've dropped is dropped. Okay. And you, you know, so it's a good, there's a lot of strategy around that, right? You want to put people on your taxi squad who maybe you don't expect them to start their rookie year quarterbacks from this year's draft. I would expect to see Desmond Ritter, Matt Corral. I'd expect to see those guys on a lot of taxi squads this year. So guys that need a little time to develop. Right. I love that. Um, and a theme you're going to hear throughout this episode is strategy. There is so much more strategy that goes into this. It is a strategic game on a level that redraft is just not even touching. And, and to be clear, when you say this, he means setting up your dynasty league. Oh, yeah. There is strategy. Strategy in that you have to think about for the future and then strategy in actually doing it. So the way you set it up, it definitely matters. We're going to do this in order of really what, like, Sleeper asks you to an extent um, because there's it's also important really to just run through each setting that you're going to be asked about. We already talked about Taxi Squad, but you're also going to be picking your league size, talking about the scoring, how many IR slots you want to add, um, all of those things are choices that you're, you're, you're going to have to make, and those are sort of the more basic ones. Okay. So once we have that all established, it sounds like there's the starters. Uh, there's a bench that I would assume is a different size than redraft. Right. So, so you're looking at anywhere from 23 <laughs> to 30 roster positions. Wow. Uh, in total, I actually like to play... I like to play 30. I like to play a lot of roster positions because I'm not a huge, huge fan of a lot of waiver movement in season for Dynasty. Like, the whole point is you're supposed to sort of manage this like a real NFL GM. Yeah. And you're supposed to get the guys on your team preseason that, you know, you have an extent that you can trade until the deadline and all of that. But you're not finding a star floating around on the free agency in the middle of the season, typically. Right. It's very rare, you know. The and, research and, is done before the season, a lot of it. Right. And, and that's important because it makes your your draft and your undrafted free agent period super important. Okay. Um, and, you know, it, it makes really your, your league calendar matter, which we're going to get into in a minute um, after we have – I want to make sure we have some of these basics covered because we also didn't talk about – number of IR slots. Okay. So this is important too, uh, especially coming off COVID. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So we had, we only had two IR slots prior to COVID. When COVID happened, it was like, it, no one's going to be able to keep up with this shit if we don't, if we don't change this. So we added five. And I actually, I reason I want to talk about it is I think people should leave it that way. Um, not that COVID looks like it's going to continue to be a problem, but just 
when you invest in a guy, invest a roster spot in a guy, in the way that this is formatted and really what you're going for in terms of what we're trying to achieve, which is as much NFL GM-like as we can get, <laughs> uh, that's a good way to do it, right, is to, is to make it so that if you do happen to have a bunch of guys that get hurt and go on IR, like, you don't have to drop them. Yeah. Um, and I think most people in the league like, like that. Yeah, imagine um, if you had an NFL team and you only had two IR spots. Right. It'd be a disaster. Yeah. yeah, especially for, like, the Baltimore Ravens of 2021. <laughs> they had no running backs left. Um, yeah, so anyway, you, you also decide your scoring. Like I mentioned, I prefer the six-point passing touchdown so that the quarterback's kind of weighted, um, but one quarterback. Because I do think, like, some dynasty seasons can be ended in a two-quarterback league with injury. And I also like to set my league up so that a lot of people aren't backed into a corner of not even being able to compete in a season yeah. because they're missing a position, right? So we have a lot of bench spots, which makes there not a lot of waiver wire activity. And so that is one thing that sort of it goes against that philosophy. But I think there's ways, again, going back to the strategy thing, like it's a balance. It opens up the trade market quite a bit. It opens up the trade market. I appreciate greatly. Yeah. And, and it's a, again, it's, it's strategy. So like handcuffing becomes more important because if I have Christian McCaffrey, but no other pieces of the Panthers backfield and Christian McCaffrey gets hurt and I don't have any other decent running backs to put in, like I'm shit out of luck. Yeah. So for me, I, I, will employ handcuffing more because it's a larger roster because there's less people on the waiver wire, all of that good stuff. Obviously playoffs are the other thing we haven't, haven't talked about yet. Um, That's really important. How you set that up. Everyone just having to be on board. Um, The interesting thing about playoffs is, you know, obviously, you have your six-team choice, four-team choice divisions, however you want to set that up. I, I don't really think that makes a difference. The interesting thing about playoffs is how you make it impact your future draft order. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, I love IDP as part of basic settings kind of set up for Dynasty. It's a nice little twist. It's a nice little twist. Um, it's kind, you know, It's kind of fun. You like to see how many people attribute roster spots to defensive players, which is interesting. Um I always think there's a huge value. If you get like a stud defensive player and you can use as a flexible one and use as little roster position as possible on it and it's still valuable. get the production, like there's a huge win there. Um, so you got to have to set all that stuff up, and that's the stuff that like they're going to ask you. Um, probably what we want to get into next is what they aren't going to ask you and what you have to do kind of manually. And there's... It, it really comes down to waivers and draft type. Right. So once we understand how many positions are in each team, how the scoring works, how the taxi squad works, how the IR works, and you have an idea of how the roster construction should be, how do we start getting players? How do I start my team? How does this whole thing begin? Right, right. So your startup draft you're going to have to choose a draft type. Okay. Snake, linear, or auction. Okay. Um, auction's a, a totally kind of different beast um, because you're given a budget and you have to bid on players. If you want to go that direction for your startup draft or even for your rookie drafts, 
Oof. I'm totally, I'm totally for that. Like go yeah. have a blast. Um, you miss out on a lot because of the draft pick trading that yeah. can occur down the road. Yeah. So what I recommend for people is your startup draft is a snake draft. And then your rookie draft format is linear. Okay. So, because think about this, right? What's linear mean exactly there, Paul? Linear would be the same as the NFL. Okay. And then, and I'm glad you asked because that kind of feeds into the point I'm about to make. Like, think about this game in a whole as a whole. Mm-hmm. The the part of it that is fantasy the most is the startup draft part of it mm-hmm. because no time in the NFL are all the players leaving their roster and we're going through and picking all new players. But that's basically what you're doing when you start up your dynasty league. And so that should be equal to the fairness and format of a normal fantasy football draft, okay. which is your snake draft, meaning if you get first pick, you don't pick again until 20. Pick 10 you know, in a 10-team league, for example – Pick 10 is going to draft last and then first in the next round. So that's how you would do your startup. And then you switch it after the startup draft to a linear format for your rookie draft because you want the champion to have the last pick in each round. And this is each year you'll draft rookies. Rookies Rookies only coming into the league. Okay. If you're generally the way that we do it is if you're last place – then you're picking first, just like in the NFL. And listen. Listen closely, okay? Because this is really important. I'm only going to say this once. And it can be a little confusing for the shallow mind out there, okay? When you determine your draft orders for your rookie drafts, people, You do reverse order of standings and then reverse, and that's for teams finishing outside the playoffs. Again, reverse order of standings for teams finishing outside the playoffs. Then it is reverse order of finish for teams in the playoffs except for the 5-6 game. In that scenario, we're talking the people that would otherwise have finished 5-6, and six, the losers of round one, they, and only they, will play a game in which the winner receives the higher draft pick. Three and four don't do that because they'll be playing for third which wins money. If third does not win money, three and four should also do that. I'd like to thank you for joining me in this elevator and hearing this very important news bulletin about how to set up your draft order in your dynasty rookie drafts. Thank you. I'm sorry. I had to go there. Uh, It's just one of those things. It takes forever for people to figure that out. I love it. Something else to play for once your team is lost. Right, exactly. And that give, draft pick, give the 5-6 some skin in the game. 
And that draft pick can be dynasty life altering too. Oh, absolutely, man. You win that game and then you get the pick above your opponent. There you go. Don't mess it up. Right. Don't draft Jalen Rager and let them get Justin Jefferson. Right. And this, and like I said, if, if you don't have third place money, which is incentivizing that third, fourth place consolation game. Yeah. Then you, you incentivize it that way. You give that person the higher draft pick. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's, that's important. Uh, it's important to establish that in advance. Yeah. The other thing that's really important is the schedule of waivers and how you set that up. Oh man. Paul is here to make this extremely complicated process. Super simple. I don't know. Listen, I consider myself to be one of the better commissioners and just last week, this Jamoke's asking me why he's got the 10th waiver. I told him, it's because you're the last one to use a waiver. <laughs> don't, don't, don't just be silent. Admit that you said it. That's why you're the commissioner. <laughs> Anyways, we'll make sure to screenshot that part of our group chat for the audience on uh, Instagram later. Um, okay, so. This is what they don't tell you, and this is what you need to establish with your league mates prior to your startup draft is exactly how undrafted free agents work, how the league rollover from season to season is going to work, and how your waivers during the offseason are going to work. So Sleeper has a button in the league settings, uh, on the commissioner settings, where you can essentially turn on daily rolling waivers which means everyday waivers get processed. When that happens matters. So let's just say you have your startup draft. Immediately after your startup draft, everybody who's not drafted is a free agent. Do you just want to have a free-for-all at that point? Anybody can pick up anybody. I sort of, for the end of your startup, I kind of recommend it, especially if you have large rosters because there's no way to determine the order Unless you want to give reverse order of pick, which if you did a snake draft, not really applicable. Um, so anyway, I like just assigning random waivers. And from there, you kind of let your waiver order sort itself out. Um, assuming your start, you should always host your startup draft after the NFL draft so that the rookies are a part of it. I don't recommend doing a startup draft and then a separate rookie draft in the same year. But if you do do that, and in ensuing years when you just have your rookie draft, I do not like to treat undrafted free agents the same way as I would treat them after our startup draft. Because now you've had a season or you've had some level of people picking up people and dropping people, and there's an established waiver order to some extent. And so... Once the draft finishes, a lot of apps will automatically default to just letting everyone be a free agent. I recommend you tell your league, which you have to do manually, guys, nobody picks anyone up right after the draft. The waiver order that was the waiver order going into the draft is going to be reestablished, and then the commissioner has to go turn on daily rolling waivers again and... People have to use a waiver, and I, I outline a, a period of time. You have to put a period of time on it. We're going to do a week of rolling waivers where you can spend a waiver to get an undrafted free agent. Yeah. At this time on this date, we move to free agency, 
and then you can pick anybody up, and then it's free agency between then and when the first week of the season starts, which then you're into your season waiver calendar, which is usually like a rolling waiver on a Tuesday. Yep. Um, that's if you don't do a free agent budget each season, which is another way to, to do things in that case. Obviously, you do want waivers on, and you want the waivers to, to give it to the highest bidder. So really quickly, just to recap, after your rookie draft, tell your league members, don't pick people up, turn rolling waivers on, give it some time, X date, okay, we're back to free agency, season plays itself out, championship week happens. After championship week, I like to immediately roll the season over on the app. New season. And that continues and begins your daily rolling waivers, which I like to have on during the offseason. So what does this create? You're probably going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> this creates an environment where in the offseason, you have to care about who you're picking up and dropping because you're using a waiver to get them. So like after a couple of years of this cycle playing out, We've seen people use waivers early in the offseason trying to do it before other people do it so that, you know, everybody kind of uses one or two, and you hope you sort of end up at the top of that cycle. How did that work out for you uh, this time around, by the way? Well, I think we decided <laughs> on this rule maybe after I made my last waiver claim, so. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> not, a, not at all. That never. I'm a, I'm a bitter <laughs> dynasty player with tenth waiver with our draft approaching, so I'm going to have the last shot at the undrafted free agents, and I'm, 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 I'm trying to create a narrative that it's not my fault, but I, I, I dropped the ball. Some leagues will say that whoever has last pick in the rookie draft, they reset waivers to give that person first waiver, which that also doesn't works completely opposite of your favorite but that means the best team then has the first crack at the undrafted free agent so i really like the way you do it where the waivers just never stop and it's more strategy yeah that's ultimately what it leads to so that's that's pretty important to determine because the app's not going to determine it for you and you're going to want to get that straight with your league mates kind of going into it so i mean the bottom line is look play dynasty it's the best. If you don't, you're missing an entire off season of strategy, thrills, thrills, and good times. If you don't, you're basically still using a house phone with a dial-up. <laughs> you're communicating through stamps and letters. You're not wrong, Trip. You're not wrong. Get with the so. times. Dynasty is life. It is. It really is. Don't get left in the dust. You know, if you're still playing redraft... It's fun. And, you know, you're like us and you're a friendly guy and you have friends that you like to talk to and spend time with. My grandmother always said, you can't make old friends, Mm. right? Especially when you're old farts like us in your 30s and you got other stuff to worry about. So make your dynasty life a good one. Bring your friends and family along. Have a good night.